Welcome back into the replay. I'm your host, Ian, Canadian Falcon, and today we're going to be going over what happened in week five of the Fantasy Football League. So we're going to start off with just kind of normal thing. We're going to go over the games from last week before we move into recent activity, uh, just kind of transactions, trades, and then we're going to be going on to a preview of next week's games. And as of last episode, I've started doing picks, so I'm going to continue doing that. So, starting off with the first game from week five, we have me, Team Canada, winning 175.26 to the 160.14 of Danny Dollars. I started Ryan Fitzpatrick, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Brandon Cooks, Sammy Watkins, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Kenyon Drake, Jared Goff in the Bills defense. Danny Dollars started Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Juju, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, Johnny Smith, Devontae Parker... Big Ben and the Steelers' defense. So this was definitely an unexpected outcome. I did not think I would win this week. Uh, I think one of the big things that hurt was Dalvin Cook leaving the game in Week 5. Yeah, that's that's always rough for Danny Dollars. He Cook scored 17.4 points. Who knows if he's in the if he's in for the rest of the game? Maybe the Vikings win. I can't say that for sure. Uh, but he definitely has a better shot of beating me for uh, for the rest of that. Other than that, I need to give a shout-out to, uh, let's see, uh, Brandon Cooks for, I mean, he's been on my he's been on my bench or even in my starting lineup this whole time and dropping 26 points with a huge game, eight receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets in the first game without uh, Bill O'Brien. You, uh, you love to see it. Now, I know this isn't going to be his level of production going forward. There's no way this is repeatable. But he has proven to me that he is at least, hopefully under Romeo Cornell, going to continue to be a, a viable option moving forward. Uh, Sammy Watkins went down with an injury. That's, that's disappointing. He's currently doubtful for this next week. Uh, got me nine points thanks to a touchdown before leaving. Uh, he's so I had to find a replacement, but we'll get to that later. Miles Sanders doing pretty well again this week, uh, or maybe not again this week because last week wasn't too great with 8.6 points, but 22.9 against a good Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Granted, two touchdowns will always help with that, but 11 carries for 80 yards and two receptions for 19 yards. I mean, the volume is there, and he's definitely got like big play potential. So I'm happy with Miles Sanders. He's currently the RB15. Once again, I did trade away Zeke to get him, but I am happy with... I'm not devastated with what I got in return. Antonio Gibson, bit of a bit of a down week, no touchdown to help boost his fantasy production. Uh, still getting a good amount of work there. Uh, with the QB shuffle in Washington, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll start to improve there, but you never know. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick with just an absolutely monster game, almost 34 points against the 49ers, 350 yards, three touchdowns. You'll love to see it. I picked him up as a week-to-week starter uh, and needed to start him because of Stafford being out, and there was no way I was starting Phillip Rivers, just just no. Uh, Stafford was out on the bye week, so I put Ryan Fitzpatrick in, and he did everything I could have wanted him to and more. Uh, and this next game up against the Jets, it's looking like he might stay in the uh, starting QB position as well. Uh, DK Metcalf, good game. Other than that, it, things are pretty standard. I was in a bit of a rough spot due to 
bye weeks, injuries, things like that. Uh, John Brown was questionable. I'm not sure if he actually played. Uh, no, he did not play. He was out. So that kind of put me in a little bit of a rough spot. So that's why I ended up putting Brandon Cooks in there because he was kind of my, it was him or A.J. Green. And I just thought, no way I'm starting A.J. Green. So yeah, it was a bit of a rough spot between injuries and bye weeks for my team, but I was lucky to pull through. On the side of Danny Dollars, it's a it's a rough loss. Justin Herbert on the bench would have given him the win. Uh, actually, would he? No, it would have been it would have been close. I think I think I can safely say if Dalvin Cook does not get hurt and he starts Justin Herbert over Big Ben, I feel confident in saying I would have lost. But I still this doesn't take anything away from Danny Dollars team. I think it was just a a random monster week from my team so if I'm yeah I outscored everybody else in the in the league this week so yeah it's just kind of a good game I'm happy to have won I'm not gonna predict that this is the start of a comeback but I don't know it was it was nice to get to finally get in the win column next up we have just Joshin winning 150 143.52 to the 114.84 of Snuffy the Seal. Just Joshin starting Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, DJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders, Evan Ingram, Devin Singletary, Ryan Tannehill, and the Cardinals defense. With Snuffy the Seal starting Deshaun Watson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Johnson, Robbie Anderson, LaVisca Chenault, Debo Samuel, Drew Sample, Hollywood Brown, Jimmy G, and the Rams defense. So starting off with just Joshin, uh, Josh Allen, even though they did lose the game, he did score 20 points, uh, less than his projected 29.6, but still, I mean, if 20 is kind of, I think 20 is his worst performance of the season, oh, by far, uh, almost 10 points lower than every other performance up to this point. So you've got that, you've got that floor with Josh Allen, which I think is, is absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic. Todd Gurley having a good game, putting up 23 points. Uh, his production has actually increased, and this was just a good... The one thing that I have to say about Todd Gurley is this was just a good rushing yardage performance. Before that, he's had a lot of his weekly totals boosted up due to touchdowns, but now that he actually put up over 100 yards uh, on really good efficiency, 8.6, I'm sure that was mostly helped out by a long touchdown run, but... Still, you like to see it from Todd Gurley. Maybe there is something left in the tank. I might not count on it, uh, but who knows? With Dan Quinn getting fired, we could see his uh, usage and just general efficiency uptick, but we'll see. Disappointing week from DJ Chark, only scoring 3.1. Emmanuel Sanders making up for that, scoring 18.2. And then 36 from Ryan Tannehill is not something I expected up against a good Buffalo defense. Uh... I figured Tannehill would probably be fine just because the Titans offense is good, and he has been good. His worst week was against Minnesota, and that was a zero-touchdown week where he scored 12 points. Uh, but, I mean, his yardage has always hovered around 200 to 250 with good touchdown numbers. It's something that you can kind of count on with this Titans offense. Uh, so I figured he'd be fine. I didn't expect that level of production, so... Good for him. Uh, on the bench, Devontae Adams still being out uh, would really stabilize his wide receiver core right now. Uh, I also want to point out that Melvin Gordon, I'm not sure what's going on with him uh, due to the whole DUI thing. Let me just double check on that. 
yeah, all right. So he's uh, he is not practicing because of illness. They're saying it's not COVID, which is good. You never wish that upon anybody. Uh, but yeah, it's not disciplinary. We'll see how that pans out in the long run. But uh, that throws a little bit of uh, a little bit of uncertainty onto this team as well. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. Kyle Allen was uh, he got hurt and was knocked out of the game. We'll see if he remain if he comes back as the starter uh, for week six. Not too sure. Alex Smith did play. Uh, for Alex Smith's sake, I honestly hope Kyle Allen's the starter because Alex Smith just playing behind that team with with the injury that he had. He's currently my comeback player of the year. I've said like since the injury and since the reports that things were just getting worse and worse, that if Alex Smith ever plays a snap of football again, he should be the comeback player of the year for whatever year that is. I don't care who else is there. Just absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, On to Snuffy the Seal, Deshaun Watson having a great game in the first game, uh, minus Bill O'Brien. We'll hope he can can keep that up. Uh, Maybe cut down on the interceptions a little bit. He's had five so far this... uh, so far this year, but still good passing numbers. Let's hope he runs the ball more as well. That's something that's really been, I feel like, stifled almost under Bill O'Brien. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a down week. Uh, this is not something I expected. Like he's been, he's been good so far this year, putting up uh, about 10, uh, 10 points on his worst matchups. Uh, but he hasn't been, I guess, as explosive as I would have expected. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on with the Chiefs because things have been a little bit weird for them this season. But I still think, I mean, he's still a great player to start week to week. David Johnson, not a whole lot of production in terms of uh, touchdowns and just kind of consistent fantasy points. Uh, But if the touchdowns do get there, I think combined with his relatively, I'll say, decent rushing production and always that receiving upside uh, would be really good for fantasy. So I think there's still potential there, especially with a new head coach. Uh, Robbie Anderson has been doing really well currently, the wide receiver eight. He's performed a heck of a lot better than I ever expected he would with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, He's been one of the, I'm not sure if he was a, yeah, he was added from waivers. I think he might've been drafted by somebody, but then was released. Uh, But still, absolutely great pickup by Snuffy the Seal to snag him, who has been a bright spot in that Carolina Panthers offense. LaVisca uh, Chenault still doing well, putting up over 11 points again this week. Uh, He's getting more targets, which I think is good. As long as you can just get him the ball, good things are going to happen. So especially if he can start getting uh, some touchdowns, that will really improve his, uh, his upside there as well. Debo Samuel having a bit of a down week. Uh, just the 49ers. They're they're kind of a mess right now. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Drew Sample, I think, needed to be kind of just a just a flex tight end starter this week. Uh, Jimmy G getting getting benched is is not good. Uh, yeah, just just a bad game. Hollywood Brown putting up 17. Uh, the Rams defense having a great showing against Washington, but that's almost to be expected at this point. Uh, on his bench, Rodgers on the bye week, never good. Uh, Chris Godwin still hasn't come back yet. That's it's a bit concerning because I feel like once he comes back, that Buccaneers offense can really explode. But until then, uh, it's it's a bit uncertain. Miles Gaskin having a good week. 
uh, touchdown upside. Uh, we'll see how he does against the Jets. Uh, he did better than I probably expected against the 49ers. Still not great averages, uh, hovering around four so far this season, but we'll see. So that was that game. I'm going to try and pick it up a little bit just so I can keep these to hopefully under an hour, but we'll see. So this next game was Drew Lock Truther losing 154 to the 157.62 of TFG, an extremely close game in which TFG squeaks out a win in order to remain undefeated. Uh, Drew Lock Truther starting Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, Odell, Darius Slayton, Greg Ward, Hunter Henry, Devontae Freeman, Joe Flacco, and the Colts defense. TFG starting Kyler Murray, David Montgomery, James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. Terry McLaurin, Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews, Jamison Crowder, Carson Wentz, and the Buccaneers defense. So on the side of Drew Lock Truther, uh, I just have to say having to start Joe Flacco is, I mean, it's it's 2020. Joe Flacco is, is Joe Flacco. That's about all I can say about him. Uh, I mean, 15.8 points, it's double digits, I guess. It's really all I can say. Colts defense still doing good things, putting up 10 points again this week. Their season low has been six. Uh, really, it's a defense that I would have liked to have, uh, but I went with the Bills, who has not been, they haven't been nearly as good, but great pick on the defense. Uh, running backs are still fine, even with the Nick Chubb injury. Derek Carr having a good week, scoring almost 30 points. He's definitely been a lot more consistent this year. Uh, I remember as a Derek Carr fantasy owner last year, it was not great. He was, every now and then he'd have these boom games, but it was consistently like not even close to touching 20, whereas this year he's been, his low was 16, uh, but after that his other low was 19.44. Other than that, it's been 24.44, 27.66, and 29.98. Uh, it's been really good for Derek Carr, definitely a great budget QB pick. Uh, let's see, who else here? Darius Slayton, good game, 16.9 points. Uh, eight receptions, 129 yards, not even a touchdown, which is just kind of goes to show that he's truly the number one in that offense. And if these deep touchdowns from Daniel Jones come on a week-to-week -week basis, or maybe not even a week-to-week -week basis, but if Daniel Jones is on and can start getting these touchdowns to Darius Slayton, it will be, it will be truly great for him. Greg Ward definitely starting, uh, probably due to injury, not someone you would really look at as a week-to-week -week starter, but he is a starting wide receiver because the Philadelphia Eagles are just destroyed by injuries right now. Devontae Freeman putting up 15.7, good showing, getting a touchdown. Uh, 60 yards on 17 carries isn't great. Uh, other than that, bench is not really a whole lot to talk about. Cam Newton, Jerry Judy, Drew Locke. Uh, did not play. Uh, they all had their bye weeks. Nick Chubb out with injury. Brandon Ayuk disappointing, like a lot of the rest of the 49ers. Anthony McFarland, uh, I think, is just going to stay there, remain as a bench piece, uh, unless something happens to any of the running backs above him. And then Ernest Johnson scoring 4.1. Uh, not nearly as much work as the prior week. Only eight carries for 32 yards. Moving on to... TFG. Uh, Kyler Murray, good game. David Montgomery, good game. James Robinson, bit of a disappointing game, only 7.5 points. Uh, I mean, still a great pickup, though. 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins with 22.1. The Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins stack really seeming to pay off here. Down game from Terry McLaurin, only 4.1 points, uh, but with kind of the QB musical chairs going on in Washington, I would expect that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, 15.6 points. He's been a lot better than I would have predicted going into the season. That's kind of why I stayed away from him. Taking him in the, uh, I believe it was fifth or... I believe it was the fifth or sixth round of the fantasy draft. Uh, I was looking at wide receivers. Uh, I didn't trust Josh Allen. Clearly, that was, I don't want to say a mistake, but I was wrong. Uh, Or he's at least outperformed. Mark Andrews doing pretty well. And then a player that I kind of want to focus in on, because I know I mentioned something about him a few weeks ago, is Jamison Crowder, who has put up over 100 yards in every one of his performance. His season low is 13.9. So while the rest of this Jets team may be a complete and utter disaster, there does need to be someone on there who gets some of the offense, and that person is Jamison Crowder. Uh, Just seven receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown against Buffalo week one. He was injured for two weeks. Week four, he comes back seven for 104 uh, and 13.9 points against Denver. Eight for 116 and a touchdown for 21.6 against Arizona. Granted, uh, the Buffalo and Denver defenses have been the best defenses he's played, and now he's going up against Miami with a good cornerback uh, room, and he's playing Buffalo again, then Kansas City, New England. I think it'll be, I'd probably say it's definitely a tougher second half of the season, but this has been a really good pick and someone that I would have, someone that I was targeting in a few other leagues, but uh, sadly the price has gotten a bit too high, but definitely a really good pick. Uh, Let's see. Joe Burrow having a down game. Uh, That Ravens defense is just, it's just amazing, and this Cincinnati line is just terrible. I think that's really all you can say. You hope, you hope he stays healthy. You hope they can put a good line around him just so we don't lose Joe Burrow. Uh, Maybe like an Andrew Luck situation. Moving on to the second to last game, we have Master Chef Russ losing 127.84 to the 148.66 of Mayfield of Dreams. Master Chef Russ starting Lamar, James Conner, Zeke, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Hayden Hurst, Will Fuller, Dak, and the Saints defense. And then Mayfield of Dreams starting Kirk Cousins, Justin Jackson, Kareem Hunt, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, Dalton Schultz, A.J. Brown, Drew Brees, and the Ravens defense. So you gotta feel bad for Master Chef Russ with the Dak injury. Definitely, definitely devastating. Uh, he does have Teddy Bridgewater on his bench, so I think that's a good, that's at least a good stabilizer quarterback. Uh, sure, Teddy's had a few bad games, namely against Tampa Bay and the Chargers, scoring 8.68 and then 16.6, but the rest of the weeks he put up over 20. So I think with the Panthers doing as well as they are right now, I think Teddy Bridgewater is definitely a startable quarterback, uh, especially in the wake of that Dak Prescott injury. If you just need someone to provide a good floor, and, the, and let the rest of your team produce. Uh, Lamar, definitely a down week, uh, despite the dominant win over the Bengals. Uh, passing the ball 37 times, only connecting on 19 of those for 180 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, and only running the ball two times for three yards. Uh, I think TFG mentioned this. Uh, I also didn't really watch this game, so I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure we got it where I live, so... Yeah, uh, trying to put themselves in a position where they need to pass the ball in order to win a game and trying to get that out of the way against lesser teams before they have to do it in the playoffs. Uh, I think that's a good, I think that's a really good idea. But at the same time, 
where I've I've said this. I don't think like Lamar through this point in his career has not proven that he can beat good teams while passing the football. I think let me just pull up his uh, game logs. Uh, but I looked into this before the season started when I was trying to rank uh, quarterbacks. So let's just take a look. Uh, game logs career. So sorting by pass attempts. So I'm only going to be looking at games where he's thrown the ball 30 or more times. So they beat Cleveland. They were at Cleveland. It was week 16 of 2019. Uh, he was 20 of 31 for 238 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, let's see. And how much? Oh, yeah. He also ran 17 times for 103 yards. So take that what you will. Maybe not the best completion percentage and a dominant running performance. Uh, week six against Cincinnati, they won 23 to 17. He threw the ball tw uh, 33 times, connected on 21 for 236 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, but he did run the ball 19 times for 152 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it just goes to show that they, the Ravens can beat teams when Lamar runs. Uh, moving on to the next game, they lost against Cleveland week four of 2019, threw the ball 34 times, uh, connected on 24, 247 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, uh, ran the ball nine times for 66 yards, which is still good production, but it just goes to show the Cleveland Browns at that point, they were, they were on. So showing a bit of, uh, a bit of a discrepancy there. Then we have the game against the Bengals. Not a good passing performance. We already brushed over that, so I will, I will move on. Uh, and then Baltimore versus Arizona, week two of 2019. He threw the ball 37 times, connected on 24, 272 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, also ran the ball 16 times for 120 yards. Are you noticing a theme with these wins? And then week three of 2019, they played Kansas City. They lost 28-33, to threw the ball 43 times, connected on only 22 of them for 267 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, ran the ball eight times for 46 yards and a touchdown. So with all this, it just it shows that when you have Lamar get that passing volume, the Baltimore Ravens are just not the same football team. Uh, even the even some of the wins, like against Arizona, uh, when they were still trying to figure things out with Kyler, and then against Cincinnati, Week Six, those were close wins by six points each time, and the Ravens did not put up a whole ton of points in either game. So, I think it is something that you do have to worry about with Lamar, especially come playoff time, when you are going to need to throw the ball more against these high-powered offenses like the Chiefs. So. That's my spiel on Lamar. Uh, that was a lot of time on Lamar. Uh, moving on, Zeke, 23 points. Uh, he's the RB3. Two touchdowns on the ground. Just a good performance. Amari Cooper, only 3.1 points. Uh, definitely a down week. But I do have to say, Amari Cooper really has been proving this year that he is consistent. He's no longer this boomer bust like super high-end, like, high-risk, high-reward fantasy football player anymore, like he was known for uh, throughout his, I think it was his first year and maybe even first two years in Dallas, uh, and then all of his time in Oakland, where a lot of his production came in, like, one or two games. 
this year he scored his low was this 3.1 obviously but before that it was 13 then he had two games of 13.1 and then a 27 point game granted that's still kind of boomer bust but this is his only bust other than that he's put up good points granted maybe not against the greatest defenses in the world because you've got Seattle and Atlanta in there but still I think it's becoming more consistent and that was always the thing with Amari Cooper is if the consistency's there he's a just an elite fantasy football wide receiver and that's paying off this year Adam Thielen with 25 points currently the wide receiver one uh two touchdowns will <laughs> they'll definitely do that for you uh I think with Minnesota's offense opening up more with the emergence of Justin Jefferson, that's it's so good for Adam Thielen. Uh, I think he can continue this production. Obviously, the touchdowns will regress, but I still think he's there. He's still a good wide receiver. Uh, Robert Woods putting up 15.1. Uh, Robert Woods doing Robert Woods things. I expected it from him this season. I had to give him up to uh, make that Zeke trade work out, but I still think it's fine. I got DK Metcalf out of it. Uh, Hayden Hurst putting up 1.8 points. We'll see if this production changes with the departure of Dan Quinn. Uh, I'm not too sure this Falcons team is kind of a mess at the moment. We'll see if that was just Dan Quinn as a whole or if it was a larger roster construction problem. They did fire Thomas Dimitrioff, the general manager as well, so we'll have to see. Will Fuller, 13.8 points. Uh, Just a good game from him. Uh, We'll see if he can continue that. I mean... As long as he's healthy, he's already got that chemistry with Deshaun Watson. So I think that's, as long as he stays healthy, he'll be good, right? Like, it's Will Fuller in a nutshell. You can describe his whole career that way. Uh, the Dak Prescott injury, we already talked about that. It's rough that it had to happen in a contract year. I've heard he's a, just a fantastic person. Uh, never wish this type of injury upon anybody. And devastating for master chef russ to have him in the lineup devastating for cowboys fans uh we'll see how andy dalton plays i have more faith in andy dalton than a lot of people so yeah but you hate to see the dak injury uh wishing him a quick uh quick and easy recovery because that's it's always one of the hard things uh recoveries can be long and hard they can be quick and super difficult uh i just hope this one is quick and easy for him uh and then the saints defense putting up two points uh, other than that, on the bench, Daryl Henderson putting up 20 points against a Washington defense that is, uh, I mean, they're kind of let down by their offense a little bit. Uh, one thing I find interesting is ESPN has uh, actually, it's weird, right? They, this is why, although I do pay attention to the projections a little bit, because I believe there is some truth to some of them, they're not always correct. So week two against Philadelphia, he scores 19.1, does not boom. Uh, Week three against Buffalo, he scores 18.5 and does boom. Just a little bit weird. Uh, I think he'll definitely be, that whole Rams backfield is kind of a a little bit of a mess with the committee, but backfield, I think Daryl Henderson is really trying to work on separating himself, not wanting to give up after being a third round pick uh, last year, I believe. So Russell Gage, uh, on his bench, not doing too well, even with Julio out, uh, probably drew some tougher assignments, uh, and also the Falcons team just kind of kind of being a mess. Uh, Teddy, already talked about him, T.Y. Hilton uh, has, I don't want to say rebounded a bit, because he just almost hit 10 points, but I think Phillip Rivers is, I was out on him before the season, he is not performing like other people expected him to. Yeah, and then Robert Tanyan on the bye week, well, he's 
down to tight end five after having a week off. We'll see if he can not replicate that three touchdown performance, but, you know, stay at least moderately consistent. Then on the side of Mayfield of Dreams, 18 points from Kirk Cousins. That's kind of the Kirk Cousins experience at this point is every now and then you will get those truly, like, big boom games uh, when the Vikings offense is on. Uh, Other times you'll get those big bust games like he had week two uh, against the Colts. But other than that, you can generally expect him to hover around the 16 to 19 point range. Uh, Every now and again, he'll have those big games, but it's not something that I personally would count on a whole lot. Justin Jackson getting picked up uh, 15 carries for 71 yards and five receptions for 23 yards. Uh, Definitely a good showing for him. Uh, I personally thought that Josh Kelly had really kind of taken over that uh, that backfield role earlier on in the season, and I think they're splitting time now, and Justin Jackson does really seem to be pushing himself ahead almost of Josh Kelly. I still, as the Josh Kelly owner, I hope Josh Kelly kind of bounces back, but uh, Justin Jackson proving to be a good pickup for Lions, who is definitely uh, running back needy. Kareem Hunt putting up uh, 17 points. Uh, good production, receiving work still there. I mean, he's the lead back in a uh, on a team that really wants to run the ball, so I think it's just always safe. Cooper Cup, 9.1 points. T. Higgins putting up 8.2 points. This is a player I wanted in the draft. He was, I don't know, I just really liked him as a player, even though I didn't watch a whole ton of college football. But I think it's I think it's good for, uh, for Cincinnati to get a young wide receiver to emerge that can grow with Joe Burrow. Uh, and down the line, I do expect some pretty significant fantasy production from T. Higgins, given his size. Uh, touchdowns have not come yet outside of a week three game against Philadelphia where he caught two of them. Uh, but if the Bengals offense can start to move more consistently, uh, and get down into that red zone, I think this will be just a great spot for T Higgins with Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. Calvin Ridley bouncing back 17.6 points, eight receptions, 136 yards on 10 targets, uh, after zero points the week before, uh, kind of jumping right back where he left off. Obviously, the touchdowns aren't there, but the yardage certainly is. Uh, With Julio hopefully coming back this week, we'll see how he performs without Dan Quinn. But we're going to have to... We're going to have to see how that pans out. I still think he'll be uh, probably a top 10 wide receiver uh, at the end of the year. Dalton Schultz putting up 1.1 points. Uh... Definitely seemed to be impacted by the Dak injury. I think he was... I, I'm i not too sure if he was targeted more or less. Uh, but still, Andy Dalton is a step down from Dak Prescott, so that does hurt his, uh, his floor a little bit. A.J. Brown putting up 17.7 points against the Titans. Good to see him get back onto the field and just be a great wide receiver. So definitely a good flex play for Mayfield of Dreams, Lions there. Uh will probably slide back into the starting wide receiver core. Uh, just wasn't too sure coming off the whole COVID situation uh, with the whole with the team and the uh, the uh, the injury as well. So Austin Eckler still on his bench. Baker Mayfield scoring about twenty points on the bench. Uh, I think Baker and Baker kind of reminds me of Kirk Cousins a little bit, just in in terms of fantasy football, where Every now and then you'll get those like big boom weeks, but really you can kind of consistently expect that 16 to 19 
uh, point range just based on the way that offense runs because the yardage for Baker has never really been there this year. His He just hit his season high of 247, so... And, I mean, he has thrown the ball a fair amount of times in a lot of these games, so we'll have to see what happens going forward. But I still think he's a, like, if you're looking at him as a as a QB3, potentially, or even a low-end QB2, I think it's great. Uh, Corey Davis on his bench uh, had a few players on bye week, James White, TJ Hawkinson, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, he picked up Chase Edmonds as well, who uh, performed quite well with 17.7 points. Uh, three rushes, 36 yards, and a touchdown, five receptions for 56 yards. We'll see if he ends up taking the job from Kenyon Drake. Uh, he was someone that I originally had. I just couldn't afford to keep him around, but we will uh, we will have to see. So, yeah, we'll have to see if he can uh, keep up that performance. Uh, all right, now moving on to the final game. I said this was going to be quick, and we're half an hour in. Uh, before even getting to pickups and previews. So we have repeat season losing 135.68 to the 141.72 of Jack Barr's Admirals. Repeat season starting Minshew, Mixon, Mike Davis, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Matt Ryan, and the 49ers defense. Against Jack Barr starting Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Ronald Jones, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Zach Ertz, Mike Williams, Tom Brady, and the Seahawks defense. On the side of repeat season, uh, good game from Mike Davis, scoring 25.4 points, currently the RB9. Definitely a good, solid pickup. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll see him, like, maybe if they want to ease Christian McCaffrey back in slowly. That's kind of what I would do, considering the Panthers are doing really well right now. Uh, don't push him into coming back and maybe potentially re-aggravating the injury or god forbid getting injured for an even longer period of time i think you can use mike davis to effectively spell christian mccaffrey uh and i think that's just the best that the panthers could do in terms of actual just putting the best team out there so i like that he'll still hold some value at least that's what i would do uh mike evans 12.6 points dj moore 17.3 uh showing a bounce back week here after a pretty disappointing rest of the fantasy football season so far touchdown came in this game uh he just doesn't have as much volume as i would have expected uh that's kind of why i was that's why i took teddy bridgewater in the draft as my quarterback just because i figured they had a like high volume like yeah they wanted to run the ball but there was a lot of things that they could do in the short to intermediate like high volume passing range uh and dj moore has not i mean his his season high was 13 targets uh week two nine targets week one and then four six and five in weeks three four and five so volume hasn't been there but the yardage has definitely gotten there and i think if touchdowns can become a bit more consistent or once christian mccaffrey comes back hopefully we can see dj more uptick in production as well alan robinson 14 points travis kelsey 20 points uh tight end one not the best tight end in the nfl that's george kittle for me travis kelsey does put up the good numbers just because he is on that chief's offense uh george kittle only putting up 6.4 that 49ers offense is a mess uh so we'll see what happens there Matt Ryan seven points uh extremely disappointing once again I feel like I say this with a lot of Falcons players we'll see what happens without Dan Quinn uh I hope he can rebound and then the 49ers defense minus four points uh just you went against you went against good Fitzpatrick and when you're going up against good Fitzpatrick there's really not a lot you can do 
on his bench. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, Raheem Mostert did come back. Uh, let's see, what was his production? 11 carries for 90 yards, three receptions, 29 yards. Uh, definitely good. You're looking for that big play with Mostert a lot of times, but with how consistently that big play has generally happened, I think once he gets fully healthy, he'll be able to uh, slide right into uh, the place Mike Davis occupies in his lineup. Uh, it's really about it, just kind of a, a slow week, I guess, for his bench. Not a whole lot to talk about. Moving on to Jack Barr's team, uh, Patrick Mahomes scoring 34 points in a loss to the Raiders. This is not something I really saw coming. Uh, did not look great. 22 completions on 43 attempts. The yardage was there, sure, and he did get th- he did score three touchdowns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, even when he's not good, will always put up numbers due to just that's just the nature of that Chiefs offense. They want to pass the ball a ton, so. I think this is a bit, I don't want to say concerning, because I'm sure this is just an aberration, and he will return back to being who he was. Uh, But something is almost going on with the Chiefs this season, where they have not looked as explosive. So, and I say that, and he's put up like over 300 yards in three of the games, so, I don't know. Just, they're not... They're not as unbeatable, I guess, as a few of the other... They just don't look as unbeatable as I would have expected they would before the season because just that offense was incredible. Uh, Chris Carson scoring 17 points. Ronald Jones scoring 14. Uh, Ronald Jones is uh, currently in RB2, really taking hold of that job and getting good efficiency, which was always a question with Ronald Jones. So I'm glad he's uh, figuring that one out. Uh especially against the Chargers and the Bears defenses. Those are not bad defenses. Granted, the Chargers run defense. Uh, I'm not sure how much better it is this year, but last year it was last year it was bad. But either way, yardage is yardage and it's on a like on good averages. Good for Ronald Jones. Glad he's starting to hopefully figure some of that stuff out. Uh Tyreek Hill 17 points, Keenan Allen 10 points. Uh, down week from Justin Jefferson against the Seahawks, only 3.8 points, uh, three receptions for 23 yards on five targets. Uh, I do think the upside's there. We'll just have to... I mean, it, it was just a, a tough game, especially after the Dalvin Cook injury. So, Mike Williams with 25.4 points, really kind of putting on a show out there. Uh, five receptions, 109, two TDs. Just absolutely fantastic uh best performance since justin herbert came into the lineup uh you love to see it uh keenan allen still putting up uh well only two receptions for 29 yards on only two targets and a touchdown but that charges passing offense is a lot better than i thought it would have been this year uh tom brady 16 points up against a good chicago defense uh definitely a bit rough but what can you do you're gonna have those weeks seahawks defense four points uh, on the bench, Jarvis Landry, 10.8, good volume. Henry Ruggs with 18.8, uh, definitely good. You're looking for you're looking for this type of game from Henry Ruggs. You're looking for those massive plays because Derek Carr has shown that he likes throwing deep to Henry Ruggs, and that's something that I would not have expected before the year. So glad he's kind of uh, – Ruggs is unlocking that for Carr. So – if they, if they can keep this up, I will be more scared of that offense. I'm still not trusting Derek Carr in general. Uh, but if this does kind of 
bring him closer to that MVP level Derek Carr we saw in I think it was uh, in 2015 uh, I'll happily take that Derek Carr is a great player when he's on uh, or he was a great player then we'll hope he can get back to that uh, Zach Moss still on his bench this is the obligatory uh, mentioning Zach Moss part of the podcast moving on uh, Sam Darnold I don't know what's going on with the Jets uh, I think he was injured just they're bad that's all I can say his high is 23.6 against Denver and sure he's played like good defenses in Buffalo San Francisco Indianapolis and Denver but even still I I think the Sam Darnold experiment is I think it should be over in New York I think this should be I think this should be a complete rebuild and lucky for New York they're one of the few teams that are like they're really in position for a true just deep rebuild where they can blow everything up because the best players they have are young and that's really all they can it's really all they can do at this point they don't have any superstars which in most cases would be a bad thing but when your best players are like what CJ Mosley, they don't even have Le'Veon Bell uh, anymore. They released him. I think they're just in a good position to really hit this reset button. And I'm just realizing this is like 45 minutes in. Oh, God. Uh, Naheem Hines and Rex Burkhead, just two uh, low-level running backs left on his bench. Uh, But good win for Jack Barr, uh, up to 2-3. and Repeat season down to 3-2. and Uh, Power rankings are not happening this week. I'm going to go over them next week, trying to do them bi-weekly, just like I said. Uh, yeah, all right, so that was a long recap section, so let's go over the transactions. So, I'm probably going to go over duplicate transactions, but I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what games have been played and which ones haven't with all of the schedule jumbling, so just roll with me here. Uh, right, so we covered to Ernest Johnson, that one I know. Uh, Alright, I'm just going to go from here. Thursday, October 8th, uh, Snuffy the Seal dropped McCole Hardman and added Drew Sample for a dollar. I think that was a tight end spot start. Uh, repeat season adding Latavius Murray for a dollar on October 8th as well. Saturday, October 10th, Mayfield of Dreams adding Chase Edmonds for one dollar, dropping Brian Hill. Uh, definitely seems to be good. Chase Edmonds is providing a spark in the running and receiving game, just kind of being what Kenyon Drake was last year almost. Uh, Sunday, October 11th, Drew Locktruther adding Greg, Greg Ward, dropping Cam Akers, uh, added him for a dollar, by the way. And then October 11th as well, Drew Locktruther dropping Chase Claypool and adding Joe Flacco, just needed a spot start quarterback. Uh, yeah, with the week Chase Claypool had, that was, a that was a bit disappointing. Uh, 39.1 points, seven receptions, 110 yards, three TDs. Just monster, monster game. Oh, and the rushing touchdown, too. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, and three carries for six yards and a touchdown. Absolutely insane game. Uh, October 11th, Danny Danny Dollars dropping the Broncos' defense. Monday, October 12th, MasterChef Russ adding the Saints' defense for $2, dropping the Patriots' defense. Uh, And then Wednesday, October 14th, so kind of moving into the next uh, phase of transactions for this week, uh, Jack Barr dropping Rex Burkhead, adding Chase Claypool for $20. Uh, Danny Dollars adding Mike Gesicki for $6, dropping Tyler Higby. 
Jack Barr dropping the Seahawks defense, adding the Patriots defense for a dollar. Me, Team Canada, adding Miko Hardman for $2, dropping AJ Green. Uh, Danny Dollars dropping Tim Patrick and adding Andy Dalton for $24, just getting another starting quarterback on a good offense. Uh, Danny Dollars adding Alexander Madison for $16. MasterChef Russ adding Cam Akers for $8, dropping Russell Gage. Uh, MasterChef Russ dropping Dak Prescott, Drew Locke, True Third dropping Joe Flacco. Uh, and then we had a trade go through. So MasterChef Russ traded Daryl Henderson and Adam Thielen to repeat season for DJ Moore and George Kittle. So I like the Adam Thielen trade for repeat season, just getting another great wide receiver on your team. Uh, and then trading George Kittle, you had an expendable tight end because you have Travis Kelsey. That's just anytime you can dangle the best tight end in football as a trade piece, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and getting Daryl Henderson, who, I mean, if you need a spot start running back, you can bank that's one of the weeks he's going to go off. And I mean, with a season low of three carries being week one, and then after that, the season low being eight, it's not too bad. And getting like not great receiving work, but like one to three receptions per week is not bad either. So I think this is a good trade for both sides because you get George Kittle uh, and you get DJ Moore, who hopefully can uh, keep things going and maybe uh, revitalize the offense once Christian McCaffrey comes back. So I think it's a good trade. I would be I would prefer to be on repeat season side, but I can totally understand why Master Chef Russ di uh, did that trade. All right, Thursday, October fifteenth, Drew Lock Truther added Jimmy Graham for a dollar. We'll get to that again, uh, more in a minute. Uh, I dropped Philip Rivers and added Preston Williams for four dollars. Just Josh and dropped Anthony Miller and added Austin Hooper for a dollar. Uh, Drew Locktruther dropped Greg Ward and added Travis Fulgham for a dollar. MasterChef Russ dropped the Saints defense, added the Dolphins defense for a dollar. And then Friday, October 16th, uh, TFG added the Giants defense for a dollar and dropped Kerryon Johnson. Uh, and I added Eric Ebron and dropped Sammy Watkins. I added Eric Ebron for a dollar. So going into the offers report, uh... So Wednesday, October 14th, I had a few bids out there. I did bid on Chase Claypool. Uh, I bid $14 on him. I was outbid. Uh, that makes total sense. I was not really expecting to get him. I just threw out a bid because it's like, you know, if I get him, I get him. Uh, but I wasn't really expecting to. So Danny Dollars uh, winning the bidding for Andy Dalton. He outbid MasterChef Russ by two. Uh, were there any other Andy Dalton bids? No. Uh, Alexander Madison... Only one person bid on him. Uh, Chase Claypool, MasterChef Ross also had a $12 bid in on Chase Claypool. Uh, Cam Akers, only one person bid on him. Mike Gesicki went for $6. Uh, I was looking for a bye week tight end because Darren Waller's on a bye this week. So uh, Danny Dollars uh, won the bidding with $6. I bid 4 just because I, I don't know, I wanted a tight end and Mike Gesicki's been good this year. So it's really all I can say, especially since, I mean, he's just playing the Jets. So that's all you need to know. Uh, and then MasterChef Ross also bidding a dollar on Mike Gesicki and not getting him and also bidding a dollar on the Patriots defense who lost it to Jack Barr, uh, I'm guessing based on waiver priority or tiebreaker, I should say. So those were the Wednesday uh, offers report. The Thursday offers report, uh, let's see. 
Drew Lock Truther adding Jimmy Graham for a dollar. Uh, I also try to get Jimmy Graham for a dollar, so I lost on tiebreaker, which is disappointing whenever that happens. Uh, let's see. There was actually another bid out for the Dolphins' defense. MasterChef Russ got it, just joshing, uh, losing the tiebreaker there. Uh, Drew Lock Truther losing the Austin Hooper sweepstakes to just Jostin based on tiebreaker. Uh, he, oh, never mind. Uh, that was uh, a duplicate thing. He tried to, maybe he had uh, two bids in there Travis uh, to add Travis Fulgham, but he, he got him and dropped Greg Ward. Uh, and then Marvin Jones was not added due to maximum roster size being reached for Drew Lock Truther. And then for Friday, October 16th, uh, no other bids on anybody there. So, I'm actually just going to take this time and just go over... Eh, no, I'm going to get to that in the Week 6 previews anyway. So, here we go. So, the first game I'm going to start with is my game. Uh, it is Jack Barr's Admirals uh, versus me. Jack Barr projected to win 139.1 to my 134.7. Jack Barr projecting to start Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones, Tyreek Hill, Jarvis Landry, Justin Jefferson, Zach Ertz, Chase Claypool, Tom Brady in the Patriots defense... I am projected to start uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Julio Jones, Brandon Cooks, John Brown, Eric Ebron, Kenyon Drake, Matthew Stafford, and the Bills' defense. Uh, so I am actually considering uh, potentially starting Preston Williams over Kenyon Drake just because I have not been impressed with the way Kenyon Drake has performed this year. He is the running back 31, which is an RB3, which is or just outside of an RB3 in our league because uh, it's a 10-man, but he would still fit in as a solid flex option. I just really like the Preston Williams upside. I mean, sure, he had a massive game last week against San Francisco, uh, but, I mean, it's the Jets here. I would definitely be playing the upside game if I do start Preston Williams, and I, I honestly might. Uh that's just one thing I wanted to go over is I think that has the potential to be uh, to be pretty good here. Let me just shuffle some things around while I try and get uh, just teams rosters up here so I can go over their bench as well. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work, but I'm going to try and do it. Uh, so on his end, he is playing Patrick Mahomes uh, against Buffalo. So here's hoping that I don't know. I hope it's not a shootout. I hope just John Brown goes for like a few early touchdowns and then Chiefs just get shut down because I have the Bills defense and John Brown. But I feel like this is going to be one of those games where every point Patrick Holmes gets, it's just a growing sense of dread for me because that's more and more points the Bills defense is losing. Uh, Aaron Jones versus Tampa Bay should be pretty good. Ronald Jones at Green Bay. It's a bit of interesting things there maybe a hoping for a low scoring slow grind out game with a lot of running the football uh Tyreek Hill also against Buffalo uh Jarvis Landry at Pittsburgh is a bit interesting Pittsburgh's defense is super good but I mean given the rest of the players he has that's his that's actually his best option so uh Chase Claypool we'll see if he can not repeat the performance from last week because there's no way anybody can repeat that but let's hope he does something or let's hope that for Jack Barr's sake, that he does something similar. Uh, Tom Brady against Green Bay should be pretty good, and the Patriots' defense uh, versus Denver should be really good. Uh, as for me, I'm starting Fitzpatrick against the Jets. I could start 
Jared Goff, potentially. Uh, but I would just rather go with Fitzpatrick just because the Jets are so bad. I know I'm risking getting bad Fitzpatrick because he was good last week, but but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with it. Miles Sanders against Baltimore does have me a bit worried. I think that could be a really rough game. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, at the Giants does give me a little bit of hope. And then Julio Jones at Minnesota. Uh, I'm hoping we'll see with the Falcons what we saw with the Texans, and the Falcons will just be revitalized, uh, and Julio Jones can get me some good points this week. Brandon Cooks, I'm hoping what we saw last week wasn't a flash in the pan. John Brown, hoping he can come back and resume doing what he was doing before his injury uh, and get some good points. Uh, Kenyon Drake, hoping he can turn it around. Stafford at Jacksonville, I think it's just a good matchup, and the Bills defense. So as for predictions, I am going to predict Jack Barr to win this game. I think it's, I think it'll be a close game. Uh, I like a lot of my matchups, uh, and I like a lot of his matchups, but it's just kind of, we both have some matchups that are maybe a bit concerning. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, if, like, whichever one of us wins, I don't think I'll be too surprised. Uh, I, I just feel more confident in saying that he will win over me. So that's the first game. The second game is Repeat Season versus Master Chef Russ. Let me just pull things up here. Uh, Master Chef Russ, there we go. Uh, repeat Season projected to win 150.3 to the 142.3 of Master Chef Russ. Repeat Season projecting to start Minshew, Joe Mixon, Mike Davis, Mike Evans, Alan Robinson, Adam Thielen, Travis Kelsey, Raheem Mostert, Matt Ryan, and the 49ers defense. Against Master Chef Russ, projecting to start Lamar, James Conner, Zeke, Will Fuller, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, George Kittle, Amari Cooper, Teddy Bridgewater, and the Dolphins' defense. So, uh, on repeat season side, I think there's a, a few good matchups here. I think Gardner Minshew versus Detroit uh, should be pretty good. Uh, I do also like Allen Robinson up against Carolina, just because I really like Adam Ro- uh, Allen Robinson as a player. Adam Thielen uh, versus Atlanta is also really good. Uh, Raheem Mostert versus the Rams. I think Raheem Mostert is just, I don't want to say he's matchup proof, but he kind of is just because big plays happen if you're athletically talented uh, with Raheem Mostert just because he's got that absolute breakaway speed. And that's not something you can really like scheme up to stop or game script to stop. To stop, It's just if they happen, they happen. Uh, Matt Ryan versus Minnesota is also a good matchup as well. So I think this is a, this is a good team for this week. Uh, taking a look at his bench, there's not really anybody I would start. Daryl Henderson, maybe. Uh, he's kind of the best player on the, on the bench there, but that's, he's not someone that I would, I would start. I think the rest of his lineup is the best lineup. As for Master Chef Russ, Lamar versus Philly, we'll see if they try what they did again. Uh, or they tried, we'll see if they try what they did against Cincinnati again, there we go, uh, this week against Philadelphia. I think that's a bit riskier, because Philadelphia is probably a better team than Cincinnati at this point. Uh, James Conner versus Cleveland, I think that'll just be a super fun game to watch. Uh, I'm not too sure about the matchup, but I think that'll just be a great game to watch. Zeke versus Arizona, I think is going to be great for Zeke. That Arizona team is not the most physical on defense, and I like the thinking that 
Dallas will probably get back to running the ball. They're not going to want to throw Andy Dalton into everything right away. They're going to want to give him a few weeks to really uh, get back to being the starting quarterback and getting all that preparation and the lingo of the Mike McCarthy or the uh, the Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy offense uh, that they're cooking up there in Dallas. So not too sure how complex that is. But either way, you still got Zeke in a great offensive line against a less physical defense. I think you can really just focus on running the ball, and that's a great matchup for Zeke this week. Will Fuller against Tennessee. I think he's he's kind of like Raheem Mostert, uh, just as a wide receiver, where if he's healthy, you're waiting for that big play. Uh, that's not something you can really scheme up to stop 100% of the time, because there's always going to be some sort of blown coverage. There's always going to be this, that, or the other thing, and Will Fuller will just take advantage of it. And with that speed, it's... He's just a big play waiting to happen. So I think regardless of matchup, he's a good he's a good start. Robert Woods against San Francisco. Uh, Robert Woods is a metronome, just hyper-consistent. Uh, I really like him for that reason. So just great wide receiver. DJ Moore against Chicago. We'll hope he can do what he did uh, last week again. George Kittle against the Rams. Just kind of you're banking on George Kittle's talent, overcoming whoever's starting at quarterback. Amari Cooper against Arizona. Amari Cooper in the flex I think makes sense. Uh, just waiting a little bit to see what happens before you decide to maybe put anybody else in. There's not a whole lot of other people I would put in there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Hayden Hurst, J.K. Dobbins, T.Y. Hilton, Robert Tanyan, and Cam Akers. None of them really inspire confidence. Uh, it's also a bit interesting that he made that big bid on Robert Tanyan and then went out to trade for George Kittle. So look for a potential Robert Tanyan or George Kittle, who knows, trade uh, down the line. Teddy Bridgewater as his second quarterback. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater just consistent. I think that'll be a good matchup against the Bears, or maybe not a good matchup, but I think he'll put up points just because just the consistency and I think the floor is there. And then the Dolphins' defense against the Jets I think is really good. Uh, just the Jets are a mess. And really, at this point, like the only person who scares you on that offense is Jamison Crowder and Makai Becton. But Makai Becton's a tackle, so you're not scared of a tackle really uh so yeah as for picks i'm probably going to go with repeat season here i just think the matt ryan and adam thielen again uh playing against each other will be uh will be a bit too much and raheem mostert as well i think just he has a good team this is another close game i could see master chef russ winning it uh absolutely but I would pick repeat season if I had to. So next up, we have TFG versus Danny Dollars. Uh, let's see. Can I... Oh, come on. ESPNY. Uh, just pulling up the rosters real quick. Uh, there you are. Right. So TFG projected to win 142.2 against the 139.3 of Danny Dollars. TFG projected to start Kyler, uh, David Montgomery... James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Jamison Crowder, Joe Burrow, and the Buccaneers defense. Up against Danny Dollars, projecting to start Andy Dalton, Derek Henry, Alexander Madison, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, C.D. Lamb, Jonu Smith, Devontae Parker, Big Ben, and the Steelers defense. Uh, on TFG's side, I think, I am not sure about this, but this might be... The first game we see Joe Burrow in the starting lineup. Uh, week one box score, he was not. Week two, he was not. Week three, he was not. Week four, he was not. And week five, he was not. 
Yeah, so this will be the very first time we see TFG start Joe Burrow. Uh, I honestly would have expected it sooner, given the way Joe Burrow has played and how much we all know TFG likes Joe Burrow. Uh, I am pretty shocked that we're only seeing this now. So, especially against an Indianapolis defense that is, that's that's not bad. Uh, I might have thought that the Philadelphia or Jacksonville games might have been a bit better uh, to plug him into the lineup, but whatever. I Still a good quarterback, uh, regardless of defense. Uh, the potential's always there with Joe Burrow, so I think that'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, Jamison Crowder up against Miami. Uh, we'll see if my theory about Jamison Crowder just being force-fed fantasy points at this point is going to pay off. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus Kansas City I think could be interesting. Uh, Terry McLaurin versus the Giants. Uh, I actually really like that. Terry McLaurin's a great wide receiver. Uh, the Giants' defense has been better, but we'll have to see what happens with, uh, with Terry McLaurin and who he's playing at quarterback. And then Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins, both at Dallas, I think could be a really good matchup uh, against the Cowboys' defense that has not been great this season. As for the bench of TFG, he has three players on IR. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Alan Lazard, and Sony Michelle. Uh, not too sure what's happened with Alan Lazard and Sony Michelle. Uh, let's see. October 4th, uh, Lazard is expected to miss a month or a little bit more. Uh, Sony Michelle uh, had that one efficient game and then hasn't played since. So uh, he was placed on IR on October 5th. Uh, he could rec he could return as soon as New England's November 1st game against the Bills, so kind of playing the long game there. And then Randall Cobb on the bench is another good option, but not someone I would start over the rest of the lineup here. So that does it for him. As for Danny Dollars, uh, let's see. Andy Dalton versus the Cardinals, I think it'd actually be really interesting. Uh, I'm not saying we see Andy Dalton come out and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kyler, but... Who knows? He has played extremely well with a great surrounding cast before, and now that he's had a, a week of preparation, uh, this could be a good game for him. Derek Henry against Houston, I think this will be this will be big. I think because if Houston can get back to the way that they were perceived before the season, or they that they were perceived last season as this this good high-powered offense and just a good team in general. Uh, I think Derrick Henry has a has a worse game just because he has to. They're going to be focused on passing the ball and really just. Well, all right, they probably won't. They're probably just going to keep doing what they're doing and run Henry into the ground and then take play action shots and it'll probably work. Uh, but if Houston can keep up with them, maybe they go away from that a little bit. But Derrick Henry at this point, I think, just great. Uh, that was just the whole discussion about Derrick Henry and nothing. So yeah, we'll see about that. Alexander Madison at Atlanta, I think, is good uh definitely unfortunate that the uh that the dalvin cook injury happened uh let's hope alexander madison can make the most of this he's he's a good player but uh starting running back and i mean he's shown potential before he can kind of do it all we'll see how he fares against this soft atlanta defense kenny galladay at jacksonville i think it's just a good matchup juju versus cleveland i think will be interesting that game is going to be <laughs> it's going to be a big game cd lamb at arizona uh hoping for the uh the Dak and Amari stack is now, I guess, the Andy Dalton and CeeDee Lamb stack. Uh, I guess, it, or at least it is on this team. So, Johnny Smith versus Houston. Uh, we'll see if Johnny Smith can uh, 
can keep doing what he's been doing and just putting up insane fantasy football numbers. Uh, Devontae Parker versus the Jets is a, is a matchup I like a lot. That's why I'm considering starting Preston Williams. Uh, Devontae Parker, uh, two receptions on three targets for 50 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, definitely a solid performance, uh, and he's been definitely more consistent than Preston Williams, so I expect him to have a good game against the Jets. Uh, Big Ben versus Cleveland I think will be interesting, and then the Steelers defense versus Cleveland I think will also be interesting. Uh, as for his bench, Russ is on a bye. Uh, Mark Ingram is not really, I don't want to say not startable, but you've got to be very careful because his production seems to be down from last year. Uh, Dalvin Cook is out, which is rough, but he did get the Alexander Madison handcuff there. Tyler Lockett's also on a bye week. Le'Veon Bell uh, now playing for the Chiefs. We'll see what happens with this. I am not too sure. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. I don't know what to say on this. It's, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has to be the starter. Just plain and simple. But could Le'Veon Bell, like, be maybe a backup I don't think it goes back to a running back by committee although they did have a lot of success with that I think last year we'll have to we'll have to see and then Mike Kosicki on his bench against the Jets uh, I guess he doesn't want to start both Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki and he just probably feels more confident about Johnny Smith which makes sense so if I had to pick a winner in this game uh I would probably go with TFG just because of the quarterback advantages. Uh, once again, this is another close game. I think all the games this week have been really close. So I will pick TFG. Once again, if Danny Dollars wins, I won't be surprised, but TFG would be my pick. Moving on to game four, we have Snuffy the Seal versus Mayfield of Dreams. Let me pull this up. Uh, Snuffy the Seal projected to win 136.8 to the 129.3 of Mayfield of Dreams. Snuffy the Seal, starting Deshaun Watson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Johnson, Hollywood Brown, Robbie Anderson, LaVisca Chenault, True Sample, Miles Gaskin, Aaron Rodgers, and the Rams defense. Versus Mayfield of Dreams, projected to start Kirk Cousins, Adrian Peterson, Kareem Hunt, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, T.J. Hawkins, and A.J. Brown, Baker Mayfield, and the Ravens defense. On the, on the side of Snuffy the Seal, uh, hoping to break out of the five-game losing streak, uh, I think... Like I've said a lot before, he's got good players. It's a lot of boom or bust I see on this team. So I think Miles Gaskin up against the Jets provides a good, solid floor. Uh, Aaron Rodgers now should be good. Uh, the Rams defense, maybe they'll uh, just absolutely dominate a floundering 49ers offense. Uh, they've had good games uh, against the Giants and the, the Redskins. And I'm not saying the 49ers offense is like that dysfunctional but i mean it's definitely a big question mark right now so uh david johnson up against tennessee we'll see how that works uh i'm not too sure on houston like if what we saw last week was the real houston team or if what we saw like weeks one through three or one through four if those were the real houston team so we'll have to see uh robbie anderson versus chicago is interesting Chicago's a good defense uh I think it could I think it could definitely work out there but uh once again we'll have to see a lot of his his best games have come against maybe uh maybe worse cornerback groups uh in the Raiders the Buccaneers uh the Buccaneers was week two mind you so younger cornerbacks 
uh, and then the Falcons, although he did have a good game against Arizona as well. Uh, so we'll have to see about that. Uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, versus Detroit, I think could be interesting. Drew Sample, uh, I'm a little bit surprised that no moves have been made to really kind of remedy the tight end here. Uh, I'm not too sure if he bid on any other tight ends, but I thought uh, for sure that maybe he would have made a move for uh, Mike Gesicki and Eric Ebron, maybe a Jimmy Graham or a Tyler Higby. Uh, but he hasn't. Uh, clearly, he's, he sees something in Drew Sample, uh, and maybe it pays off for him, but Drew Sample has not been, uh, he has not been great so far. Moving on, uh, let's see, is there anyone else I want to talk about here? Uh, let's just take a look at the bench real quick. Chris Godwin is projected to play against Green Bay, and I think if he does, he can probably slot into uh, probably the wide receiver like, I, I think that's a, a safe thing to say that he should play in a wide receiver slot or maybe even the flex slot, uh, depending on uh, how Snuffy the Seal feels about this. Uh, Noah Fant is another tight end that he does have on the roster that he could play. Uh, New England's a tough matchup. Deontay Johnson's out. Jimmy G, yeah, I'd be scared to start him too. I'm with you there. Duke Johnson is kind of a handcuff. Debo Samuel, once again, staying away from the 49ers offense. Uh, definitely a lot of unknowns there. And then Scotty Miller, uh, definitely a bit lower upside. Uh, so moving on to Mayfield of Dreams, Kirk Cousins uh, and Adrian Peterson. Uh, Adrian Peterson playing another game at Minnesota. Uh, or wait, no, he's not playing at Minnesota. Never mind. Uh, wow, that was bad. How did I mess that up? Anyway, Kirk Cousins uh, at Atlanta, I think, has potential... Once again, I'm not too sure if Kirk Cousins will reach that because he's Kirk Cousins, so we'll have to see. Uh, Adrian Peterson at Jacksonville. I'm happy Adrian Peterson's still doing what he's doing. He's one of my favorite players in NFL history, probably top five. Uh, just, I don't know, the, the nostalgia for him on those good Vikings teams is always awesome. But uh, Or even on those bad Vikings teams, just he was good when he was in Minnesota for most of his tenure. Uh definitely interesting actually he's put up about nine points every week except for one at green bay so this could actually be a solid start uh kareem hunt i think once again just because of his versatility in the receiving game as well i think even against a good pittsburgh run defense i think there's a lot of potential there cooper cup just great player kind of like robert woods except in my opinion ella a little bit lesser in terms of fantasy football production. We can argue whether he's a better receiver or not in terms of actual football. I just think due to his lack of consistency and Robert Woods rushing upside, because that happens more than you'd expect. Uh, Cooper Cup is a, he's not as good as Robert Woods, but he's still a great start in fantasy football. Uh, T Higgins is something that I really like to see. Uh, someone Joe Burrow clearly likes to throw to. So we're hoping that can continue there. Uh, Calvin Ridley at Minnesota, another great start. TJ Hawkinson at Jacksonville is another good game. AJ Brown versus the uh, versus the Texans should also be good. Uh, Baker Mayfield at Pittsburgh, I might look for another quarterback personally, uh, but Drew Brees is on by and he has no other quarterback on the roster, so that's a little bit rough. And there's not really too much he can do uh, with his Fab left, only 15, uh, and the rest of his roster. So Baker Mayfield. Hoping he has a good game against Pittsburgh. And then the Ravens defense at Philadelphia, I think, will be interesting. 
So if I had to pick here, I would pick, I would actually pick Mayfield of Dreams. I'd pick Lions to win this. Uh, I like his team a bit better. I like some of the upside plays that he's playing a little bit more, like T. Higgins. Uh, Snuffy the Seal, I think, could take it. Uh, it also depends on who he starts at tight end and if he starts Chris Godwin or not. Uh, that is a large impact. But as of right now, Mayfield of Dreams, based on the projections uh, here and who they're currently starting, I think will win. Now, moving on pretty quickly here to the last game. I'm just trying to trying to wrap this up real quick. We have Drew Locke. Truth are projected to lose 120 to the 132.5 of just Joshin. Uh, let's see. Can I open these like this? Just uh, I can't. Boo. Uh, all right. Just Joshin and who? Drew Locke. Truth are. Okay. Let's pull them up here. Here we go. Drew Locke, Truth are projected to start Cam Newton, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Freeman, Odell, Jerry Judy, Darius Slayton, Jimmy Graham, Travis Fulgham, Drew Locke, and the Colts defense. Up against Just Joshin, Just Joshin, projecting to start Josh Allen, Todd Gurley, Damian Harris, Devontae Adams, DJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, Evan Ingram, Devin Singletary, Ryan Tannehill, and the Cardinals defense. Uh, Drew Locke, Truther, Cam Newton, I think is just, he's a, he's a good fantasy football quarterback and just a good quarterback. He came back healthier than I expected. Uh, Here's hoping he's he's healthy and ready to go this week. Jonathan Taylor against a Cincinnati defense, I think, is going to be a great play. Uh, Devontae Freeman up against Washington, I think, is maybe a bit risky. Looking at the rest of his roster, uh, he doesn't have too many running backs that he can start with. Josh Jacobs having a bye week, Nick Chubb on IR. Uh, I wouldn't start Dearness Johnson against Pittsburgh, and I wouldn't start Anthony McFarland against Cleveland either. So that's a little bit interesting. A uh, bit, bit of a rough position for him there. Uh, Odell. I think is a good uh, a good start. Jerry Judy and Darius Slayton kind of maybe a bit more upside there. Uh, Jimmy Graham going for the touchdown upside against Carolina. Jimmy Graham quietly the tight end six on the back of touchdowns, basically. Uh, Travis Fulgham, after a monster game last week, uh, scoring 26.2 points and a 13-point performance the week before, uh, granted buoyed by touchdowns and just a lot of production against Pittsburgh. We'll see if he can repeat that against Baltimore. Uh, Drew Locke at New England. We'll see if he can come back, and we'll see really how he is against a, a big test. Because uh, Pittsburgh would have been his first test, but he did get hurt in that game. So first test against a really good defense. Uh, and then the Colts defense versus Cincinnati. I feel bad for Joe Burrow. Uh, that interior offensive line is not going to do anything against DeForest Buckner. So I think there's going to be a lot of scrambling. I think it's going to be a tough game for Joe Burrow. Uh, I think this Colts defense is going to be a really good start this week. As for just Joshin, uh, or Drew Lock Truther's bench, yeah, there's not really anyone I would start here. Uh, now moving on to just Joshin. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, is a great start. You can't bench him at this point. Todd Gurley, I think, has potential against a Minnesota defense that has not been great this year. Damian Harris is a play that I actually really like. Uh 10 points last week, 17 carries, uh, or week four, 17 carries for 100 yards. Uh, he was someone who was getting talked up a ton in camp and then just got hurt in camp. So I think it was good to snatch him up while he could in that very brief opportunity. Uh, the fiasco we had with the whole trade thing that I mentioned a few episodes ago with uh, uh, with repeat season there. So Devontae Adams coming back uh, I think will be good to really stabilize his wide receiver core. Uh, he's just he's one of the best wide receivers in the game when he's healthy. Uh and even though Tampa Bay's defense has been a lot better, I still think just Devontae Adams uh, guarding him is a tough task for anybody. DJ Chark versus Detroit. We'll hope DJ Chark can get back to his uh, explosive ways. He's an exciting football player. Uh, 
those big plays and those great catches are really what you're hoping for from him. So let's hope he can get uh, back to that against Detroit, whose defense hasn't been great so far. Uh, Tyler Boyd versus Indianapolis. Tyler Boyd has really stepped up to be that big receiver in uh, in Cincinnati with A.J. Green just just not being A.J. Green. He, I thought he would be. Uh, that's why I picked him in the draft, but sadly, he, has, he did not pan out. Uh, Evan Ingram versus Washington. Evan Ingram just hasn't been good this season. Uh, not a lot of volume, really. I mean, like, sure, a lot of targets, but not, not converting a ton of them into receptions. Uh, he's been targeted, let's see, 32 times, only caught 18 of them for 147 yards, no touchdowns, two carries for nine yards in the touchdown, I guess, but definitely not the uh, explosive tight end you would have wanted him to be when you picked him. Devin Singletary, uh, I think, has potential here up against Kansas City, uh, especially if they're going to try and keep the score down and play good defense. Ryan Tannehill versus Houston. I think just the Tennessee offense and Ryan Tannehill mesh super well together. I think that's a good, uh, generally a good start, almost regardless of what defense you play. And then the Cardinals defense at Dallas, I think will be interesting. It really just depends on Andy Dalton. As for on the bench, he has Alvin Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders on by. Uh, Melvin Gordon, questionable, questionable to play with illness. Uh, even still, he's not someone I would really consider starting over uh, Damian Harris or Todd Gurley. Uh, Julian Edelman, questionable against Denver uh he's maybe a, someone I could potentially put in my flex position uh just because of that just because of that volume uh Keelan Cole not someone I would look to Kyle Allen not someone I would look to not with Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill as your other quarterbacks uh and then Austin Hooper as the tight end versus Pittsburgh uh not really actually he's someone that I might consider putting in uh over Evan Ingram uh he just hasn't he's had some all right production but I don't know, you can bank on the upside of Evan Ingram, and, I mean, that's not something I would always want to bet against. So, as for who I think wins, I personally think just Joshin wins. He is a, he is a great fantasy football core uh, that I think can really carry him to victory this week. Uh, this is probably this is probably the game that I feel the most confident about, just Joshin winning. Uh, if Drew Lock Truther wins, once again, just like a lot of these games... I feel like it's super competitive in the league, so I'm not surprised if anybody wins on a week-to-week basis, minus me last week, because that was completely unexpected. But it's one of those things where every team has just... The players that they have, it's just good enough. Like, that... It's really an Evan... I guess an every-given-Sunday narrative for this league. Uh, It's a lot of parity, just a lot of good teams. So I'm excited to see what happens this week. Uh, this was definitely a longer episode, a little bit of rambling in there, but I'm I'm feeling a lot better with recording. Uh, kind of getting back, getting a bit more on track. Uh, I'm recording this actually a day later than normal, recording this on October 16th. I just took yesterday to organize and just work on uh, a lot of cleaning and things like that. So recorded a, a day late, but I think that's totally fine, especially with no game last night. Uh, that was kind of the tipping point for me where I'm like, I'm just going to take tomorrow and are going to take yesterday and just focus on getting a few other things squared away in my life. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, the next episode will be uh, next week. We're going to do recaps. Once again, no plans for guests. Uh, I'll see if I can maybe find someone. Uh, and then this Saturday, potentially, uh, if I do a football theory episode, it will actually be on expansion in the NFL and kind of what I would do to change it. So if that comes this Saturday, uh, or if a football theory episode comes this Saturday, that's what it'll be. Otherwise, uh, there won't be one. I'm just trying to 
trying to get a lot of things balanced out in my life right now, so cannot guarantee any of that. Uh, but thank you all for listening, and I will catch you guys next time.